Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Diana. And you're listening to Fiction Kitchen, where we're cooking with inspiration from our favorite books, movies, and TV. Today we're going to talk about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory by Roald Dahl. I'm super excited for this book slash movie slash other movie. Um, Yeah, (laughs) it was one of my favorites as a child. Um, Yeah, one of like the few VHS tapes, non-Disney VHS tapes I like wore out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But first, it's tasty time. Tasty time. So what has caught your attention these last uh, couple weeks? Well, I wanted to give a shout out to author Fran Wilde. She has a book coming out uh, at, well, September 1st, so when this podcast will go up. Um, and it's called Updraft. So she is a fantasy author. Uh, it's a coming-of-age story. Um, but she caught my eye because she does a podcast and uh, interview series called Cooking the Books. So she has discussions with um, and, and interviews other fantasy and science fiction authors, and they give her recipes um, that she puts on her blog, uh, and it's just uh, franwild.wordpress.com, uh, so it's her, her author website, um, but on the menu, if you go under interviews, you'll find the Cooking the Books um, section, and, and we'll put a link to that. Um, but yeah, so she has several uh, podcast episodes, um, and then some of the interviews are text-based. Um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, let me see what she has written here as an introduction. Um, so she says, uh, "Cooking the Books" is an ongoing interview project that explores the meeting points between genre fiction and food. So it's like oh, super in, cool. In so line like, I mean, anything you're familiar kind of. <laughs> Is there anything um, for, that you're familiar with that she's she's done? Um, some of the authors are, their names are familiar, um, but I don't think I've actually read any of the books by these authors. Oh, okay. Um. Well, maybe we should make a note. But we can I do know. A true, a true book club. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but it's cool that she, um, some of them are like roundtable type discussions that she has with authors, um, and some of them are like one-on-one discussions uh, but but it always so it's to talk about the author and their books um, but also uh, to throw food in there and and get perspectives on food in literature and and some uh, food stories and and recipes too so that's I think that's really cool and I'm hoping to meet Fran at the Baltimore Book Festival coming up oh um, cool and and her I have her book on order so I should get here well, it should be today as of the, <laughs> for those listening to the podcast when uh, September 1st. But anyway. Right. In um, the future. It yes. Be here. <laughs> it's yeah. the future right now, but <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I'm looking forward to reading her book and then, um, and, and I'm curious to see what foods are in it. I know. I, yeah. It seems well, like we she We already has know a, that she's into food, so. <laughs> yeah. She has a tongue for it, seems like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so. very cool, because, I mean, that's kind of like what we're doing, but it's, like, straight from the author's mouth, you know, since she's getting yeah, you know, first-hand cool. info. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah, and it's a nice way, you know, for an author to support other authors Definitely. as well. Definitely, yeah. yeah. So so that is my tasty time there at Fran Wild. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> 
So how about you? Mine? Well, this is a few weeks late, but it was so cool that I kind of like, you know, bookmarked it and I kept coming back to it. Um, so this had been like circulating the internet, this um, Breaking Bad coffee shop. <laughs> Have you seen this? Uh, yes, actually. Yeah, it, because I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. guy in Turkey opened up a Breaking Bad themed coffee shop. And so I started kind of digging into it. And yeah, it looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, the decor is great. He's got like a huge periodic table on the wall. You know, every, he's got like, you know, like, uh, what are they? Erlenmeyer flasks and that type of stuff. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere bags of coffee beans and special stuff and um you know walt jr is super into breakfast so he serves a great breakfast there (laughs) so yeah i'm a huge breaking bad fan so yeah it's kind of like fun and like pseudo nostalgic to kind of look at this and there's you know one of my favorite breaking bad characters may he rest in peace was very into coffee so (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's kind of yeah nice as a tribute to this character or whatever so yeah this is really yeah really cool thing that is very cool. So, it, so my husband watched the show, and I only caught some of the episodes. But wasn't there a thing about pizza on the roof of the house? Yes, yes, there was. <laughs> so, like, because I read uh, an article a while ago. That yeah, the, the Pe- real house. People keep throwing pizzas on like the and real, they, and real people yeah. live there. It's not just like you know a set. Well, house the or creator something. of the yeah. show or the director, someone, you know that was in charge of the show like sent a letter to the fans oh yeah Vince Gilligan the creator he's like yeah so you know about this he's like it's a really nice couple (laughs) that lives there stop harassing them exactly (laughs) yeah I read that too that's pretty funny and and he's like yeah you think you're so original but there's been like you know 50,000 pieces thrown on the roof of this house yeah what a waste calm down people yeah Breaking Band Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad fans are, you know, pretty pretty intense. So I can see, I can see well, it's them. a pretty intense show, right? Yes, so. it is. <laughs> so. But that's cool about the cafe. Yeah, I've I noticed... know it's super fun. I would love to go there. So if I'm ever yeah. in Turkey, you know, it might happen one day. So yeah, yeah beautiful country. <laughs> so. Well, I've noticed that uh, internationally there are these fun like pop up cafes and and stuff like that are themed. Like Batman Cafe and Ooh, things cool. like that, so so that's cool that there's a Breaking Bad one too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a super novelty, you know. But yeah, it's yeah. It, it's pretty fun. Very cool. Yeah. All right, so let's do it. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So <laughs> yeah, Roald Dahl is considered like the number one forever storyteller. <laughs> He's. Yeah, true. So he has been dubbed the number one storyteller. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, it was written in, well, it was published in 1964. Um, And and that, well, I I wouldn't even say that's the most well known because all, almost all of his work, like (laughs) so many, like James and Giant Peach, Matilda, like they're all up there. So I don't know I which mean, one no, would be the most famous. Is, but. Yeah, I think it's probably the, the most well known, but like closely followed by like many. He he wasn't. He certainly wasn't a one hit wonder. You know, he's got lots yeah. of yeah very popular books you know, <laughs> that have been adapted into movies. Yeah, and, and kids are still reading nowadays. Yeah. So so Charlie and Chocolate Factory was published in 1964, and then it was so huge, and then that, and then in 71. There was the Gene Wilder movie, 
And then in 72, Roald Dahl wrote the sequel, Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. And then there was supposed to be a third one, or he was working on a, a third book, in a Char Charlie book, um, but it was never finished. So I don't, I don't know if some of it, of the unfinished bits were ever collected. I, I would imagine that maybe they were put in a collection or something. Oh, probably, yeah. Um, Published. But that would be kind of cool to find. I, sh I should look that up. Um, but yeah, so so that's kind of interesting. Because I, I did, um, well, audiobook, I, I listened to The Great Glass Elevator, and it, yeah, definitely ends where you know there's supposed to oh, be okay. more. Oh, okay, like, yeah, there's, yeah. there's so, more to come. Yeah, but so then it's like, where is it? <laughs> yeah, um, and then, of course, there was the 2005 Charlie and the Chocolate Factory film. Well, I guess the 71 was called Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And then the 2005 one was, yeah. So what's your history What's your history with, um, yeah, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Like, I'm sure you, like, read slash watched it as a kid. Yeah, so my history, the first thing that pops into my mind... Nerds candies. <laughs> so, <laughs> like childhood wise, what really pops into my head is the Nestle Willy Wonka brand. Like, so that that opened. Like Nestle started doing Wonka candy in 1983, and then so they've done like Laffy Taffy and Nerds candy. Like Nerds candies were and runts. And of course the and gobstoppers. gobstoppers. Yeah. yeah, the everlasting gobstopper. Yeah, so nerds and everlasting gobstoppers are really what I remember yeah. <laughs> Willy Wonka wise from my childhood. That's so funny you say that because I didn't become like I mean, I'm sure I had like eaten them before, but I didn't like really become aware of the brand until after I had like read slash watched it and I'm like, What? <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, I, I wasn't like, you know, I, I was certainly old enough that I wasn't like thinking it was real or anything, but I was like, hmm, something's going on here. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I became aware of it, you know, being Willy Wonka branded. Isn't that, but isn't yeah. that so cool? Like that it I became know. Yeah. real. Yeah. So, yeah, and of course, Wonka bars, they're also a real thing, but I don't know if I've ever had one. Like, I just know, I just remember having the candies. Yeah. Candy stuff. Yeah, I don't but think there I've are seen real one. chocolate bars too. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Probably more prevalent in Britain, but yeah, they better be really good because I wouldn't want to try one and be <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> yeah, so I know. Yeah, then just taking the name for the branding. I mean, this better be like quality stuff. <laughs> yeah, because those everlasting Godstoppers disappear. Let me have you know. <laughs> I know it does take a little while, but it's cool though that it's. Like it's kind of like the layers of the earth. Like you, get yeah. Like they, they, all turn, the they do colors. turn a different yeah. color. I, I remember like pulling them out of my mouth every like twenty seconds to see what had yeah. happened. Yeah. If you can get a cross section of it, it's really cool looking. Like. Oh, nice. <laughs> but uh, recently, actually, food wise, um, I tried the. Oh, I forget what they're called now. It's like the banana. They're like banana popsicles, but you can peel them. A peel a pop. Wonka peel a pop. And it's like a, I mean, it's a really cool idea, but so it's like the the peel part, you really do peel it down, and it's like a 
jelly though kind of like jello like a jelly gelatin kind of thing and so that is kind of like the texture wise it's like but then the just the banana like ice cream popsicle part in the middle is fine but yeah (laughs) so I kind of did like I remember I found saw it at the store and I'm like oh this is fiction food related like Willy Wonka pop you know banana popsicle and so I think I tweeted some I tweeted like a tiny review of it or something I don't know (laughs) last year but yeah yeah, concept is great, but it sounds like I might need to go back to the factory for a few months. <laughs> yeah. Um, but otherwise, like, I I mean, I'm sure I read the story as a kid, but mm-hmm. I, like, it's not one that I remember a lot, you know. But, I, I mean, I remember bits of the 71 film, and I, and then I saw the 2005 film in the theater, and I think I saw it maybe one or two times after that um but yeah I don't like I don't have any strong recollections of the book as a kid I I remember other Roald Dahl stories as a kid um like from school like uh the was it the marvelous medicine was it what's the (laughs) no I can't remember the title but the medicine yeah George's marvelous medicine and then I think the BFG um yeah, so I remember some of those, some of the other books, um, but yeah, so I, I'm i thinking maybe in preparation for the podcast, this was, I mean, to my own knowledge, this is the first time I've read the book. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, to me, like, I, I read this book as a kid, like, a lot. Like, I read it multiple times. And so, awesome. yeah, when I was, I, I reread it for this podcast, and it was really just, like, a refreshing, nostalgic journey for me, you know, because, like, mm-hmm. of course I haven't read it in, like, you know, many, many years. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but, it, yeah, it was great to reread it again, because I was a huge Roald Dahl fan. Like, I read, um, especially Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I mm-hmm. read Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator, but I don't have, like, like, I know it. the elevator shoots up to space, and he actually meets, like, vermicious canids, <laughs> yes. which are mentioned in Charlie and Chocolate Factory, but, like, I, I don't remember anything specific from that book. But I read, yeah. like, my favorite books, I think, were The Witches, of course. I mean, mm-hmm. if you, <laughs> that's no surprise to any, like, listener to this podcast that that's my favorite, but I also really like Matilda. Yeah. Yeah. Because as, as a bookish, shy child, I really related to Matilda. <laughs> you! What? <laughs> so, yeah, but, like, yeah, I was a big Roald Dahl fan, so it, it was fun to reread this. And in that movie, too, I saw a lot as a child because I think we had taped it off TV as, like, many of our, like, you know, movies we watched as kids were, like, we, we had taped them off TV. And so, but we started it after the, um... You know the first song, like the Candyman song or, or something, that I think yeah. like got nominated for an Oscar or maybe yeah, one. that was like super famous, and I didn't yeah, like but it, but our tape started after that, that, so like I had seen it before, but like I hadn't seen it a million times. Like I've seen the rest of that movie a million times, uh-huh. so, so it was fun to watch. Like yeah, that that song. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I watched the '71 film and the 2005 film again for like just last night actually for the podcast um and 
Yeah, like a double feature. <laughs> yeah, like back to back. Nice. <laughs> I watched the 2005 one first, and then I watched the 71. Ah. Um, and I don't know. I if meant I to ever... watch the 2005 one, but I didn't get to. I meant to watch it today, but it didn't happen. <laughs> That's all right. You, I mean, you could still <laughs> you can watch it afterwards. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I I enjoyed the 2005 one. Well, it's interesting because they're both very much from the book, but then there are. There are additives and yeah, differences. Like, like the, um, the 71 one is very, like, very close to the book, but then there's, like, another well, layer. Well, Mr. Buckets layer. is dead well, or gone. I, I don't know. Well, like, he's I, not I even think, there. Well, they, they decrease the number of parents by 50%, you know, just... Yeah, but they know. still have all the grandparents. Well, yeah, but, I mean, just, you know, just decrease the number of characters. But, like, the plot is very similar, but then they have this, like, extra layer of plot that, like, you know, Slugworth is, you know trying to get all, you know, Mr. Wonka's recipes and whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, but I mean, like, other than that, it, it's very close to, to the book. Um, I, I have not, I, I think the 2005 one, I feel like, you know, a roommate I had years ago had rented it at one point and I feel like I saw part of it. I do need to see it though because I am a big Tim Burton fan. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I want to well, see, see his his twist on it. Because of the, the grandeur of that is supposed to be the chocolate factory. Mm-hmm. Um, like with computer animation, you're able to pr- like produce that in film, but you know, oh, okay. more so in, in the 2005 one. Yeah, um, they so I think they did a great job, like in the in the 71 version, because like especially like that first room they go to, you know, that saw like the flowers and the mm-hmm. mushrooms, and of course the chocolate river. You know, I think it looks fantastic. I love that little yeah. buttercup tea cup yes. <laughs> that he has. It's that, like that he it, wistfully like sips it's like up. for many minutes that we're like watching him. Yeah, yeah just sit there and, and then he takes a bite of it. But I was like, oh, I want to make that. Like <laughs> my my daughter commented that. that on that specifically. She's like, look, he's drinking yeah. out of it. I'm like, wait one minute. He's gonna take a bite out of it because yeah, he he does kind of savor it for a minute, and then she's like, yeah. "Wow, <laughs> yeah, she was." Yeah, that. that is a nice little moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I watched the 2005 one first, and then I watched the 71, and so I, I could feel I felt more restricted, con- constricted, restricted, or in the because you could see so the, the walls. It was dated you, for you, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely. So yeah. I mean, you could see that the sets were because it wasn't computer animated; it was right. all like real <laughs> it was real and and so you could see the the walls and everything you know so yeah, you knew it was a yeah. small set gotcha. a small room but you know in your imagination it's this huge right you know and so in the 2005 movie you get you know you you feel that it is bigger um you know than what a set would be um, right. Yeah, because so, uh, in the book he says, yeah. you know, they're going underground because his fact- like thousands of yeah, because his factory <laughs> spreads out as Miles, as yeah. far as he wants it to. You know, so it's not combined. Com- yeah. I mean, confined to this like you know small building. You know, it's as big as he wants it to be or whatever. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's, that's pretty cool. I'm definitely going to have to see it. I mean, Tim Burton, I have, like, a love-hate relationship with because his, like, stop-motion yeah. movies I'm in love with. Like, they're in my top, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. ten movies. But, like, his live-action ones are so trippy. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, I don't know. Well, I, I want to say, so, the reason why I chose to watch the 2005 one first Like, I don't know if I can deal with this, this version of Willy Wonka because... <laughs> Well, you should just do it. Try it once. Oh and yeah! Then, oh no! I'll for, yeah. I'll for sure. I'll for sure watch it, but I'm not. I'm not guaranteed to like it because. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it might be. So my daughter is five, and she loves Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh me! I mean, too. that's like one of her favorite. We, anything we watch it yearly. Like it's one of our like Halloween viewing, yeah. viewing movies. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I mean, so speaking of Tim Burton, so like his uh, the stop motion versus. The live action. So I chose to watch the 2005 uh, version earlier in the day, you know, so that my daughter could watch it with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but she she couldn't, she, like, she got through Augustus Gloop and Violet Beauregard, and then she was just terrified. And this is a kid who loves Nightmare Before Christmas, and that's, like, all creepy and stuff. But the live action... Like, there's like something di- about it. I think because it's real creep. kids, yeah. I mean, I, there's like I mean, a, definitely real, a different but... feel to it. Because I feel like with the stop motion stuff, like, it, it's creepy, but it's kind of like in a whimsical way. Like, in, in the yeah. in the real versions, like that and Al- Alice in Wonderland, you know, it's almost yeah, live like, action. Oh, it's... it just feels like an acid trip, you know? It's just yeah. Like very a little bit more twisted. Very well, and also, you know, I, yeah, I have a. Rope Doll is kind of macabre in that, like, because she didn't know that I had to keep saying like it's okay they're gonna be okay in the end like <laughs> but she was so scared about Augustus Gloop like getting she's like oh no he's he's getting he's getting sucked up in there oh no I he's... mean realistically that is and terrifying then I mean he's yeah, like drowning she... in chocolate and getting sucked up a pipe you know I mean that yeah that's... well I know in my mind I'm like that's he would be stuff. dead he would be suffocated yes. he would be drowned exactly. And even, and like, even in the book, yeah. they're like, ah, he might make it, he might not. <laughs> yeah, we'll, so it's we'll very... The best. <laughs> I think maybe in earlier drafts, there... Well, in earlier drafts, there were a ton more kids. There were like 100 kids or something. What? There were like a bunch of kids. Oh, okay. And in some of the his short story collections or poetry collections, they there are some of the rhymes and stuff for some of the other kids. Oh, okay. Like, maybe Miranda Piker, or... I feel like in his Vile Verses, maybe I came across... I don't have it, but the store I used to work at sold it, and I I remember reading through it, and I think there were one or two, like, of the Oompa Loompa rhymes in it, perhaps of kids that got cut from Charlie and Chocolate Factory, uh-huh. or di- or different versions of, like, Veruca Salt or something. Anyway, listeners, comment if you know what I'm talking about, yeah, or, like, like, you the- know, the real, because I don't know what I'm t- I, like, <laughs> I have these vague recollections in my mind, <laughs> but, yeah, but the, there were, the, but, the silver and bronze ticket winners, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe, yeah. but yeah. So, in, but in earlier drafts, there were more kids. Um, but then the publicists were like, or the publishers were like, "Yeah, you need to narrow it down. Make, <laughs> no, yeah, narrow it down and not make it like straight out murder." <laughs> <laughs> I think that you know. 
Yeah, make it a little less, yeah, dark. Yeah. He kind of, was like, like, reading some of Roald Dahl's stuff, it kind of reminds me of Shel Silverstein a little bit, yes. too. Yes! And, yeah, like, that's another one. Like, I was super into Shel Silverstein, and my, my daughter just got um, Where the Sidewalk Ends for her birthday, yeah. and so we've been reading a lot of those poems. And, yeah, he, he definitely, like... Like it's kind of like kind of walks the line of like whimsical and dark, and then also like there's like a morality thread running through it. Yeah, yeah, that's kind that's of that's like, total like, real dull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I can I can definitely see the the comparison. And yeah, but but like the almost murder and yeah and well and it's not until the end of the book that you know that they're okay and I don't even know if that's the original ending like I I've come across some stuff some articles that have said that there was like an, an a different ending but I don't know if that's ever been oh okay published but or you know where where that is attainable I'm sure somewhere in the well that might be interesting it might be a little internet. too dark. I mean, yeah, I uh, like well, okay, especially for kids, but also like, I mean, just the fact that he is so harsh on these kids, and I mean, yeah. like, but I mean, kids are brats, and they will watch TV as long as you let them, and they will eat, yeah, as, it's the eat as much crap that, as you yeah. let them. I know. I was like, my my kid could be any of these kids, you know, if yeah. I let her. Yeah, exactly. I think you should, I mean, he does mention, you know, a couple times that, like, you know, the parents are awful as well, but, like, he is so harsh on these kids. I'm like, oh, really? It is the parents. Ah. Yeah. It seems like in the 71 version that when the Oompa Loompas would sing that they did kind of turn it the eye towards the parents Yeah, a bit they more did than, in the Rook Assault song. In the, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yes, <laughs> but okay, it's so, but yeah, really it's, it's not totally ignored. But yeah, I'm just saying like most of the focus is no. I, but I totally agree with yeah, you. So. Yeah, and you know, so my daughter. Well, she's only five, but like she doesn't know that it turns out okay in the end. But it, but she's just yeah, she's just seeing these kids that you know this terrible things are happening she totally got terrified and she i was like okay you can go upstairs and you oh, know poor you, thing. i have to finish watching this but you can go upstairs and watch something else and oh, yeah so you should have her like watch the last five minutes to like reassure her. yeah to know that it's okay. or or maybe or maybe not and maybe it like scares her into being a little angel who knows <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Some of the critics of, I mean, pretty much everyone loves Charlie and Chocolate Factory, but there are critics of the book that bring up that um, Charlie is, is kind of this idea of the noble poor, or, you know, like, and, and that he's a very bland character. Yes! Like, there's not really much... He, to him yeah, and... he doesn't have much of. I mean, he's he's yeah, he is very noble and he's very like quote good, but yeah, he doesn't have much of a personality. So yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. But it, it looks like I mean, it seems like from you know Wonka's quote at the end, like he was looking for a blank canvas, you know, because that's yeah. why that's why he chose a child instead of an adult because he says. You know, I, you know, I want someone who will follow in my vision, not want to do their own, you know. Yeah, so. not someone who will want to, like, take it over and, yeah. yeah. Which, so someone without initiative. Right. <laughs> yeah. No initiative. No, which which no kind of bumps me out a little bit. Like, I wish it was, you know, I, I wanted a child because of their 
you know, creativity and their, you know, their limitless yeah. imagination and their childlike wonder, you know, like, that that would have been better than, rather than, you know, somebody who doesn't have their own ideas and who will listen to me. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think as a reader, I kind of, like, I know that that's in there, but I kind of, like, dismiss it because I'm, like, I'm thinking, yeah, a child, because of just what you said, like, their creativity and imagination and stuff. But then it's like, how did Willy Wonka get... Like, he's not a kid, but, like... Right! Well, maybe, maybe, maybe it's more like, that. you know, somebody who will still believe in my vision and thinks it's yeah. possible or something like that. Like, I guess that's a less, like, cynical interpretation of that quote. So there's that. All right. So, but, l- well, l- yeah. let's go ahead and jump into food, because there is lots yeah, and lots and lots. All right. <laughs> so, we've got, straight up, we've got Wonka bars, which there's different varieties of. Chocolate bars, of course, but, you know, I think, what does Charlie buy, the, like, something fudge his favorite, ripple? Yeah. Yeah, his favorite is the Whipple Scrumptious Fudge Mallow Delight. Yes, that's it. And it says it's light brown and creamy, so I'm I'm assuming it's, like, milk, milk chocolate. Milk chocolate, yeah. And then mallow means, that, you know, of course, there's some marshmallow, some fudginess in there. And then Whipple, Whipple is, like, an operation for... What, your pancreas or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I've heard true. about it on Grey's it's Anatomy true. or something like that. The Whipple Procedure. Pancre- <laughs> Pancreatoduodenectomy. Yeah, probably, yeah, probably doesn't have anything to do with that. Probably just means, like, whipped chocolate or whipped marshmallow I know. or something like that. Yeah. I know, but why would... What's... The, I guess it was somebody's last name, Whipple, like, what? It doesn't, I mean, it's Because Whipple, it's like whip. (laughs) It sounds more chocolatey than medical, to be fair. I know. Why would, I'm going to have a Whipple procedure. Mmm, that sounds great. (laughs) Actually. (laughs) No, but then I have Whipple cream, which is like a um, craft, it's it's a craft cream that you use to make, um, like sweets fake sweets basically it's like it okay. looks like frosting okay or like whipped cream but it dries and it i mean it's not edible and oh, it dries okay. but it look you can make like pretend faux sweets or whatever but that's called whipple whipple cream so when <laughs> what is the point of that faux sweets <laughs> i know right that's just, it's I don't, the, I, i've actually made some I don't understand the premise. (laughs) It's just cute stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I'll have to make one and send it to you. (laughs) But But yeah, so Whipple. (laughs) So you can look at it and never eat it. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's like Whipple. That's what I think of. It's like creamy. Yeah, Yeah. but like Whipple stuff. But, But nobody knows. Because that's the only description we get is that it's light brown and creamy yeah so but it's cool to see like around the web there have been uh like people have come up with their own recipes for the whipple scrumptious and so that's kind of cool and we'll put some links to some of them and and maybe talk about some more later um but yeah so that's charlie's favorite um yeah and it says in the book it says charlie longed for chocolate I know, poor Charlie. And he only got one I... bar per year, and he would take tiny nibbles. Oh, man. And, okay, one scene that really did get to me is, like, 
Charlie's birthday where his, you know, family has saved up to buy him his one chocolate bar a year. And, like, they all get their hopes up that it's going to have the golden ticket. And he's like, no. I mean, like, they, they... they're all hopeful, but they're trying not to hope too much, you know? And it's, yeah. like, so sad when he opens it and it doesn't have one. Because, of course, it doesn't have one, you know? But, like, I mean, yeah. everyone's so disappointed because they really, really, you know... Charlie's a good kid. He deserves it. Of course he's going to get it. But, you know, that's just not the way life works. That was the most realistic scene of this book. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it, well, was, which is... it was heartbreaking, <laughs> you know? So, well, because you know yeah. you're reading a fantasy book, and so you right, you're like maybe it does, but it's gonna you know? happen. Yeah, there's like because a, it's unrealistic. There's like several then, close calls before you know, yeah. like maybe this is it, maybe this is it. You know, it's not till the third time. Yeah, even like watching it with my daughter, she was like all tensed up. You know, like she's like, I think he's gonna get it. <laughs> so, yeah. But which is interesting yeah. because it's like he's built up to be this innocent, honest, like great kid like victim kid or whatever Mm -hmm. i mean victim of poverty and stuff but like then he finds the money and he and then he immediately goes in yeah he buys buys a chocolate bar bar. rather than like immediately running home to give it to well then he like stuffs it in yeah he like chows down on it and then he buys another one and it's it's okay because he gets a golden ticket but in reality it seems out of character well Kind of. I, I don't know. liked that because I feel like it, that was like the one thing that made him kind of human. Because like otherwise yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. completely perfect and totally bland. But like I, I like that because like he's a real kid. He loves chocolate just as much as these other kids, you know. But like he realizes, you yeah. know, his his family is more important than you know this or that or whatever. But he still loves it, and you know he he's gonna take the rest of this money home to his family but he yeah. you know, he's gonna get a treat for himself you know so i I, well, I i think he forgot the change anyway probably <laughs> in the movies and in the book like it doesn't say anything that about him getting his change well once you get the ticket it does not matter yeah. <laughs> i know i know but right. like that's my thought you i'm want, like you no want the, you want the chat car you don't care about your change yeah but no yeah. i i really like that because that was the one moment that like made him an actual kid you know like this yeah is what, like, even a good kid like this is what a good kid would do you know they would get a treat for themselves and then take the rest of their family like a bad kid would just like go spend the whole thing you know <laughs> so yeah 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 I, yeah I, I liked so, it because it, it yeah like, i like that scene but but it kind of because of the like the way he was built up like leading to that it, and we've already mentioned, like, he was kind of this, like, bland character. Like, yeah. oh, he's just all goody, like, just always doing the right thing. And so I kind of, so that did stand out to me. Yeah, and, but you're right, because it is. Like, oh, he's showing, your personality is showing. Like, <laughs> is your, that you're actually, like, a normal kid. It's showing, like. But, yeah, I mean, especially, like, in the book, like, it was even worse. Like, I mean, there's there's a title of a chapter that is, the family begins to starve. Yeah. Like, that is... They're already thin soup that gets is thinner. serious. I mean, like, they were... Ar- yeah, exactly. And it was like, right after... It's not just Grandpa like, oh, the Joe family has him. hard times. It's like, the yeah. family is, like... Starving. Starving. Yeah, totally like, that is that die. is a big deal. That's not just like, oh, you know, we don't have enough money to pay rent this month. Like, that's like, we don't have yeah. enough money to survive, you know? Well, so, it says that Charlie yeah. is... Yeah, dwindling away. Yeah, basically. like sunken cheeks and stuff. Like, yeah, really, yeah. really bad stuff. 
Yeah, and yeah. and that happens right after Grandpa Joe gives gives Charlie his secret stash of money, like his secret coin, to go buy a chocolate bar. Because like, Har Harvey, <laughs> Harley, <laughs> Charlie gets his birthday chocolate, and then Grandpa gives Charlie his secret stash of, like I guess it's like one coin or something to go buy another one. And then there was nothing in it. And then the dad loses the job and they starve. And it's so it's kind of, uh, it's like, oh, because they could have used that, you know, grandpa's hidden money to get, I don't know, get another cabbage or something. But like, <laughs> so the there's that kind of sadness, you know, like, oh, man. And right. then, he, yeah, and then he finds, yeah. Yeah, no, so Charlie, like, yeah, Charlie, I I like that scene when he finds it, but I, my my first thought was, oh, like, the way he's been written up to that point, wouldn't he just, like, heroically go, or whatever, but, yeah. but he, but yeah, but he shows that, yeah, he is a real kid, and I love the shopkeeper, like, because you don't expect... Because all most of aside from Charlie's family, well, and Willy Wonka, um, like all the other grown ups are, like just kind of pretty cruel. terrible. Yeah, just kind of yeah. cool people. Yeah, but the shopkeeper is very yeah. Yeah, but he's introduced as like this really fat guy and right. like dis- described. Well, like he doesn't have a very like sympathetic in- introduction. Yeah. You know, it's just like yeah, he he's this like kind of chubby, like not you know. I don't know, whatever. But then, like, when he inter- interacts with Charlie, he's very kind and, like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's nice. yeah like, tr- tell him to slow down while he's eating. And and then, um, and when all the people start crowding around him after he discovered, Charlie discovers the ticket, the guy's like, hey, leave the boy alone. And, and he helps Charlie to, like, get out away from the people and says, hold on to that ticket and, you know, run straight home. And, you know, he's, like, so (laughs) nice to him. Yeah, so I really, really appreciated that that nice (laughs) grown-up character. I know, because there's so few and far between. Yeah, Yeah, everybody else is pretty wretched. And, you know, except, well, even Charlie's grandparents are, I mean, they're just cratchety old people, but, like, well, aside from Grandpa Grandpa Joe. But anyway... (laughs) Yeah, um, but yeah, food. So, with so bread and margarine is breakfast. Bread and margarine, and then uh, cabbage and boiled potatoes. Did you lunch. grow up on margarine? Because I grew up on margarine. Yeah, eighties. But kids. now, Woo-hoo. now I'm just all about the butter. That's right. <laughs> well, we still have a tub of margarine for if my husband and daughter have macaroni and cheese. But I mean, like the craft mac and cheese. Oh, okay. But. Um, yeah, I totally loved it, but, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so, ca- so yeah, cabbage, cabbages are, the buckets are all about the cabbages. Yes, because they're very cheap, and, you know, make a, yeah, one cabbage will make a pot of soup that'll last you a week, <laughs> so. A delicious soup? Yeah. Yes! <laughs> Which we'll find out later, but the, yeah. the way the cabbages describe it, it or the cabbages, the the buckets <laughs> describe it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what's a noun? What can we use as the last name? Okay, Charlie Cabbage. Car- yeah, it should be that. Right? Really should be the yeah. last name. Right? <laughs> the buckets. Yeah, the buckets describe the cabbages. Yeah, 
it's just like cabbage and water and they just kind of boil it and they just kind of live off of it you know yeah there might be a potato here and there uh so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then but yeah yes, but, but grandpa then. joe grandpa joe would regale charlie with tales of the the uh, chocolate factory yes which is interesting because it's like well how does grandpa joe know all that business but I guess it's just, like, town stories, like, the the older people. Well, and his parents would probably know it, too. But, and especially, um, like, in the in the book, yeah. like, and, well, actually, in the in the 70s movie, like, Charlie lives in the same town as the Chocolate Factory, even though in, in the yeah. movie, like, the contest is all over the world, which makes no sense, because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll just bypass that whole discussion but like, yeah in, in the book I, I think it's it's all over i want to know england if you want to bypass it you can but i'm curious like no it's super annoying me like yeah because it's this like global thing but like the three whitest nations in the world are like the only ones yeah. that win you know like yeah they show they show people a couple times like in asia like clamoring over these like wonka bars but no it's people yeah in both from, movies from germany they show japan from england yeah. Yeah, like, I'm like, you guys just... Uh, like, just two from America? Keep it in or something England. Or yeah, yeah, just keep it in England. That's fine. Well, then they mentioned Prince Pondicherry just in story, though. The, the, yeah, Prince Pondicherry, from which India. is, like, this, like, British but, imperialist story of India. Yeah. India. Yeah, and then in the movie, it was, like, super annoying, because, like, like, in the 70s movie, because, like, somebody in... South America, an adult, not even a child, oh, like yeah. like one, but apparently he like yeah, know, wasn't it like a casino guy or had, something? Yeah, exactly. He, yeah, yeah, he was some kind of like like. And in the book and in the two thousand five movie, it was a Russian, a Russian woman or some. Yeah, it was a, yeah, it was from Russia. The counterfeit. So it was like whatever, but, you know. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, so back to food. <laughs> Well, so in the 2005 movie, they, um, Grandpa Joe's knowledge comes from the fact that he used to work for Willy Wonka. Like, it used to be the fact... Because they do talk about how the factory used to have real... I mean, real workers. That, that's right. sorry, Blue well, it, I mean, yeah, it made sense nor in the regular. book if it was just like a, a like a British thing, because then then it would have been like you know town slash country legend. Like you know, here we yeah. have this really famous company, and now no one goes in or out, and it's right in yeah. the town. So of course we know about this. Yeah, but like, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so in the move, so I thought that was. I mean, that kind of made sense to kind of, um, you know, just add that, and then that's why Grandpa Joe goes with him, uh, you know, instead of his, Charlie's parents or whatever is, um, you know, because he used to work for Willy Wonka and, because he's still, because oh, okay. Grandpa Joe is cool. But anyway, but yeah, so Grandpa Joe is telling Charlie about all this amazing food in the book. Um, so he mentions uh, that Willy Wonka invented a way of making chocolate ice cream so that it stays cold for hours and hours yeah. without being in the ice box. Even if it's in the sun all morning on a hot day, it won't go runny. I think that was in both movies, too. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. So that was, was, was kind of cool after reading the book and then watching both movies to see. There are so, there's so much dialogue and... Oh, know, yeah, they took straight are, from the book, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean... So that was really great. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Especially, yeah, especially it, so many of... Like, all the, all the like, candy slash chocolate, like, whatever, sweets ideas, like... 
in the book, they were fantastic, and there were a million of them, you know, like, they were always going by, like, testing rooms, and there was just, like, a list of different things they were testing and whatever, you know, yeah. so, like, there were, like, tons of cool ideas, and, and yeah, and they definitely pulled from that in the movies. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and I believe, which was cool about the 71 film, was that Roald Dahl wrote the screenplay. Oh, I think nice. that's what I read on the credits. Um, and then for the 2005 film... Oh, okay. I could see where it was so close then. <laughs> um, Felicity Dahl. I think that's her name. Uh, the widow of Roald Dahl. She was executive producer for the 2005 film. Oh, so, nice. Excellent. Yeah. I always like when authors or relatives of authors are part of... The adaptations, I think. I know. I like that it, so much more than when authors yeah, are like, "This is nothing like my book." <laughs> I know. Because like, totally as a fan, you're like, oh, I'm I'm like, oh, I, I want to like it, yeah. but I can't. <laughs> so yeah. <I> like <laughs> um. So let's see. So I'm just looking through. Um. Oh yeah, marshmallow. Okay. So so. Uh, Grandpa Joe's continues to tell some tasty things to Charlie. Um, marshmallows that taste of violets. Yes. Rich yeah, rich caramels that change color every 10 seconds as you suck them. And I think in the 71 film, uh, Willy Wonka, when they're on the boat ride, and then one of the moms says she's like feeling sick or something, and he gives her... Or he offers her a candy. It's like a rainbow. Yeah, that like something. makes you spit in different colors. It's later. It's later when they're on that like weird, um, like thing that's going like a half a mile an hour. That's like spitting out foam at them. Oh, I, is it that? Yeah. yeah, I remember at some point in the film. <laughs> no, yeah, not mentions... not the nightmarish like Nine Inch Nails video boat ride. <laughs> like, like, it's later on the other oh, okay. on the other weird ride. Yeah, gotcha. No, yeah, she, so he she mentions she... like a rainbow candy. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's in the book that like she feels sick and he offers her that. I don't know. Whatever. I'm excited. Oh, okay. I'm well, in... I just know like right here, uh, Joe, Grandpa Joe is talking about the like, color changing. Yeah. Candy. Yeah. Um, and then little feathery sweets that melt away deliciously the moment you put them between your lips. Uh, chewing gum that never loses its taste. Candy balloons you can blow up to enormous size. And then pop and eat them. Oh, and this one? I was like, Ugh. And they they showed this in the 2005 film. Um, lovely bluebirds eggs with black spots on them. And when you put one of these in your mouth, it gradually gets smaller and smaller until oh, suddenly until there's little, nothing left. But a little bird. Yeah, <laughs> except a tiny little pink sugary baby bird. Oh my gosh, I would not want to, I would not want to eat that. Especially, it's like a, little a tiny, creepy. a little a little pink baby bird, like, growing up on a farm, like, we've, we had many experiences where a baby... Like a fetal bird. Baby, <laughs> yeah, would fall out of the nest, oh, and we God. would find their little dead pink bodies, and, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, farm, <laughs> sad farm wow. stories, but, like, so when I think of that, like, I would not want to eat that. But in the movie, they showed that it was, like, a little chocolate bird. Like, kind of, like, again, like a little Harry Potter, like, chocolate Oh, yeah, it sounds very but, like, cute, but, like, when you actually describe it in life, it's like, oh, that's horrific. <laughs> I know, right? Well, because it says tiny little pink sugary baby bird. That's what did it for me. Oh, it's okay, like, the color and the... I mean, yeah. if it was, like, a peep or something, like, you know, like a marshmallow yellow yes. peep, that wouldn't be so bad, but then that was... <laughs> 
the swage. Do you remember the swage? That's something that I, I want to attempt to make. What's I that? mentioned it to you. It's the candy grass. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. yes. Yeah, because we, so, we were talking about this because we both had different, like, brainstorms of how this could be accomplished. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be fun to... Yes. Yeah, and, like, yeah, it would be different ways. Because, you know, you, that's what I love about fiction food. It's, like, different people come up with different ways to make one, yeah. Yeah, you thinking about it. Yeah, well, anyway, let's talk about it. Like, like what was your idea for the candy grass? <laughs> well, so, yeah, so I was thinking... Oh, well, well uh, anyway, like... First to set the stage, like oh yeah, what are we talking? Yeah, about? like when they first, <laughs> like yeah, I'm like we know <laughs> when when they first come into this like room where everything mm-hmm. you know it's like this whole garden and river and Meadow everything's made and, out of candy yeah. and like I you know you're probably familiar from the movie but in in the book you know they they said like the the grass is like this like mint tasting grass made out yeah. of sugar or whatever you know so that like that's yeah that's what we're talking about. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, it's all eatable. Edible. What is it? Yeah, eatable. <laughs> it edible. You words. can eat everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you like my grass and my buttercups? The grass you're standing on, my dear little ones, is made of a new kind of soft, minty sugar that I've just invented. I call it swudge. Swudge. <laughs> <laughs> it's delectable. Yeah, so then everybody... <laughs> Uh, everybody's like quickly bent down and started eating the grass um but also like the dirt every, like everything and so i was thinking of like you could make uh like a super dark chocolate cake or you know like a little sheet cake or even brownies or you know and make squares and then but then for the candy part um like you could do a hard candy and you know make make it in strips or but but then I was thinking it would be maybe more or nicer to eat <laughs> to chew or <laughs> uh, to munch on if it was um softer mint so I was thinking of those butter mints those or a pastel what are they called like the butter yeah, candies, like pastels the, or something yeah they, they have it like restaurants you know like on the on the way out or whatever yeah, yeah. That's, so something yeah. kind of like that um, but make them in uh, like in strips and then or blade like blades of grass or whatever and let them harden that way and then just kind of like stick them in like tuft a tuft of them <laughs> like into the top of the cake or brown. Yeah, that would be a good yeah, texture because like it wouldn't be like too crumbly, but it would be you know nice yeah. to actually eat. It wouldn't be like yeah, but I like your idea too. What was yeah, like well, yeah. I was thinking like well, I went to my my friend's house this weekend and she like gifted us these. Um, she had like a lavender sugar and a mint sugar because she had like herbs from her garden, you know, that she mm-hmm. had like mixed up with the sugar and stuff. And I was thinking, oh, I was like, the mint one, you could like melt it and make like a syrup, you know? And like, I know a lot of people do these like, like sugar nets that they put over. Yeah, is it spun sugar? Is that what it's? Yeah, I don't don't know what it is. Like, I, like, I I don't know. I totally know what you're talking about. Yeah, like I've seen it, but like, I don't know how they do it. I I think they make some kind of sugar, like like some kind of syrup or either like kind of how they do cotton candy or whatever, I guess. And like, just kind of fling it all over the place and then let it harden and it, and it like makes <laughs> you know what I mean? fling it. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a technique to it, you know. You just yeah. yeah, you gotta like arrange it, you know, and so and and then like make these like flossy nets and stuff, you know. Yeah. And then I was thinking, you could candy floss. Exactly. Is that what it's called? Well, I think candy floss is like what the British people call cotton candy. I think. Oh, okay. I'm like, that's a thing. But it sounds. It's in my I know. Head. It yeah. sounds exactly like what I'm describing. Yeah, like sponge sugar, flossy, candy. Yeah. flossy strands. Of, that would be yeah. beautiful. Exactly. So that's what I was yeah. thinking. Like you could, you know, make a bunch of strands and let them harden, and then like make them into grass. Or and they'd be so thin that yeah, it, exactly. That it wouldn't like, be unpleasant to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like they kind of like melt immediately. You know? Shards. Of, yeah. <laughs> well, because you know, if you, because I imagine some people might go the route of making like a, a hard candy. You know, yeah, you know. so like, I mean, it's made out of sugar and it looks nice, but like, it's not, you know, pleasant to eat. Yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> um, yeah, so that, so that's so my that grass idea. I don't know if it's yeah. practical, I haven't tried it yet. Because <laughs> so. a lot of um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory foods have been made or recreated, but I don't, right. I don't remember coming across anybody doing that, so. Hmm. We should do Yeah, it. we'll get in our grass testing room. We didn't, yeah. so yeah, so we didn't do, neither one of us did that, but we did brainstorm on that, so. Right, yeah. <laughs> and also the violet, the violet marshmallows. Oh, I totally want to do. I'm so into those, those at some like, point, yeah. I definitely have, like, a penchant towards, like, floral flavored yeah, things, so definitely. those sounded delightful to me, yeah, yeah. violet marshmallows, yeah. Yeah, and I would totally um, want to do the, the sugared violets because mm. i've done um sugared pansies on um some cookies in the past nice. and so it'd be fun to do violets and like put yeah. put that on top and yeah exactly that'd be nice <gasps> yeah it's so it's so fun to just daydream like and you know imagine how to make these foods it's really fun um yeah so there's that so that whole amazing room and then uh in the i think we already mentioned in the 71 film the scene where because they do mention the buttercups in the book. And so it's like in uh, Gene Wilder in the 71 film, he's like, has that cup, a butter, a cup of butter. No, it's the teacup, that little yellow teacup, but then he eats it. Yeah. And I really love that scene because it's not like, oh my gosh, I'm eating a teacup, you know? Like, he, he he's very wistfully just like talking about the whole thing. It's like the world of pure imagination, you know? And it, yeah. it's just like... A, really captures like the whole wonder of everything in that scene. And he takes yeah. like three or four sips. Like, oh yeah, like he's nursing he that like cup it. of yeah. buttercup <laughs> tea or whatever, yeah, and then he's like then he just like, hmm, might as well take a bite, you know? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. really nice. It's not just like, oh wow even the buttercups are edible. No, it's just like, you know, if you dream it, it can be. <laughs> so yeah, it's, yeah. Re- it's really nice. Uh, and then of course yeah, the, the waterfall churned river of chocolate no one else that, turns it by waterfall yeah like that's the the total key so <laughs> <laughs> if you want to make really good chocolate yeah that's get a waterfall. Right. <laughs> listen up chocolatiers um, <laughs> yeah so it's interesting oh i'm sorry what oh no go ahead keep going well so in that scene where they're in the the um the eatable meadow uh area that's where we first come across the Oompa Loompas. Mm-hmm. And so in the 71 film, they're orange. 
with green hair, right, and white eyebrows. They're orange, their skin is orange, and then in the 2005, uh, it's like dark, darker skin, um, like brown, but they're, I mean, they're from Lupa land, but it's kind of depicted as like maybe South America. Uh, see, this is another like that, face palm. Like a jungle area. Point for me. <laughs> like, well, but in the book. Yeah, in the book they have like long brown hair and they have like rosy white skin or something. Yeah. Whatever. But I, like, read, I, yeah, I, I read yeah. somewhere that he changed that because um, what he had originally written came under scrutiny and so he changed it to not be like racist or whatever. Well, still racist, but so I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. So rosy white skin, long golden brown hair, and beautiful white teeth. I'll put, Interesting. I'll, like, I'll put a link in the show notes to the Yo is this racist podcast uh, episode of Art and Floof is racist. <laughs> wait, wait, is there? A, wait, yeah, what? there's a whole podcast. There's on Right. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's a little messed up. Like, I don't want to dwell on it or discuss it, because it is... Well, no, is well, yeah, bit. because... It, it is a little would... murky, yeah. Yeah. Well, not even murky, like, it's racist. <laughs> well, and some of the critics are like, you know, that this, that Willy Wonka is a slave driver, you know, that he says that, I mean, that's some of the critic they, they criticize the story as, you know, um, saying that it ha contains, like, slave labor and stuff. So, I mean, I can see where people would say that, but but that's part of the reason why Willy Wonka wanted to give his factory to, to a good person is ultimately for uh, the Oompa Loompas to be taken care of. Like, he mentions that a couple of times, actually. Yeah, like, I mean, he does have genuine concern for them, but it's almost like... But he does testing on them. Way. Oh my gosh. And, yeah. I mean, it's even more, like, real-world relevant considering that, like, cacao beans come from, mm -hmm. you know, like, South America and rainforests and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's a little messed up. <laughs> yeah, so in the 2005 film, yeah. when he talks about, like, how he um, came across the Oompa Loompas, yeah, it's, it's, the setting is, yeah, like a jungle and very, yeah. like, South America kind of thing. Although, he did find them eating, like, I made a food note, um, he did find them eating yeah. bowl, bowls of mashed up caterpillars. <laughs> Green caterpillar, yeah, and they tried to add in other things, but they worshipped the cacao bean, yeah. So, which is is interesting, but but like the one of the moms is like, I teach geography, and that's not like I don't know that place, and but like, so I wonder if it was when he was traveling on a, to another planet. I wonder, like. <laughs> But then, it, but then it like says that he smuggled like... them home. Whatever. <laughs> he put them. He put them in his in like some crates with holes in them. But he smuggled them. The whole tribe. He smuggled them to his factory. Oh. Like it wasn't even. Yeah. So the Oompa Loompas, they're white. They're white with like glorious hair. Yes, and white teeth. And white teeth, oh. and they love. Willy Wonka. They're like so devoted to him. Yes. And he loves them, but he also does experiments on them and stuff. But, he's, <laughs> but he saves them. Oh too. man, we need to move on. I'm getting angry. I know. <laughs> oh, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. So he'll be chocolate fudge, shrieked Mrs. Gloop. Never! cried Mr. Wonka. 
Of course he will, shrieked Mrs. Gloop. I won't allow it, cried Mr. Wonka. And why not, shrieked Mrs. Gloop. Because the taste would be terrible. So we see <laughs> Willy Wonka's first priority. And this is when Augustus Gloop falls into the, you know, chocolate lake and gets sucked up the chocolate yeah. pipe. Or, yeah, now the, the, is the time to make jokes. Yeah. <laughs> And actually, so, but and, and when he comes out, he's like super thin, because he's been sucked up the pipe, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, strawberry flavored chocolate coated fudge. That's what. That's the room that he is being sucked into. Yes, please. But not with so, the gloop. Not not with the ghost of gloop in it. <laughs> yeah, no gloop. But yeah, Glo- that's it. And then free. In, the, in the 2005 film, they <laughs> he mentions like. He mentions cannibalism. He's like, and that would be cannibalism, and that is which is frowned upon in most societies or whatever. Frowned upon. <laughs> yeah, some and then some critics or people who analyze the book are say that Willy Wonka is a cannibal, or like that that there are instances where it's like alluded to. Hmm. Well, I think Willy Wonka has an open mind. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yep. So, and then a lot of things happen. Let's see. Oh, the whips. Yeah, they're going down. They're on the boat. So the boat is like a, a pink boiled candy boat. Um, I don't really know what a boiled candy would be. Like, does that just mean I like, think make, that's just like a hard candy. To make hard candy. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. I'm like thinking of a ready-made candy and then you put it in boiling water and like that doesn't and that make sense. And <laughs> that may again be like a British thing because I feel like I've read that in other British books. Pink maybe sweet. like Yes, yeah, okay. so I think boiled sweets are like uh, It's just the way. A way, yeah. yeah, like a way to describe like. Making, yeah, hard candy yeah, which yeah. is boiling exactly. the sugar in water. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, so there's that and then, um, and then, yeah, so they're going past all these doors, um, all the creams, dairy cream, whipped cream, violet cream, coffee cream, pineapple cream, vanilla cream, and hair cream. Hair cream? <laughs> you don't use hair cream? Rowan, there's no time to answer silly questions. And then whips. Uh, whips, all shapes and sizes. Whips, cried Rukasaw. What on earth do you, do, you use, do you use whips for? For whipping cream, of course. How can you whip cream without whips? Oh, this is, I like this. Whipped cream isn't, or, yeah, whipped cream isn't whipped cream at all unless it's been whipped with whips. Just as a poached egg isn't a poached egg unless it's been stolen from the woods in, in the, the dead, dead of, of night. night. <laughs> I, like that. I love that part. Yeah, I noted that one too. That was good. But I did not like, was it in the 71 film or the 2005? I can't remember. When for the whip, they show a cow suspended oh, it was not in the, the air. Yeah. And then it's being whipped. Oh, yeah, it was not the 71 one, because I, okay. yeah, I would have objected. Okay, it was the 2005. I would have objected that, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did not like that at all. Yeah, my goodness. Um, but, I mean, because it's that joke, like, I remember there was some commercials, like, milk commercials, and it was, like, it was animated, but it was, like, a cow that, like, a chocolate cow, that's how you get chocolate milk, or, like, the, the cow... 
gets shaken and that's how you get a milkshake or you know those kind yeah. of jokes so like oh of course whipped cream you have to like what no you don't it doesn't say that in the book <laughs> even the <laughs> macabre old doll didn't put a cow being whipped right. in his book so it's beyond even him it's just i just think of like indiana jones and his whip just like slapping cream <laughs> that's what i no pictured cow. you yeah <laughs> yeah there's no cow around Anyway, <laughs> and then all the beans, cacao beans, coffee beans, jelly beans, and has beans. Has, has beans? That was another explanation. <laughs> You're one yourself. There's no time for arguing. Press on. <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah. Dismissed. Uh, and then, oh, yes. Uh, and then we're, then we're introduced to the everlasting gobstoppers and hair toffee. <laughs> So, yeah, so the gobstopper is described as uh, a green marble, a large green marble. But then in the 71 film, it's like a... It looks like a jack. Geometric shape. Yeah, yeah. like this different colored... It's got like point, different yeah, pieces sticks out. coming off of it and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, which is in, more interesting looking than a circle. I mean, a, an orb, I guess. Um... So yeah, the Gobstopper, and then of course the Great Gum Machine. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, then the hair. Well, the hair toffee, of course, built uh, makes you grow a ton of hair. Um, but yeah, and then and then it's the gum, which would make the need for kitchens go away. That's right. <laughs> you have a three-course meal it? just from a stick yeah. of gum. And apparently this is not just the taste, but the nutritional value, yeah, because you wouldn't have the need to eat <laughs> after that. Yeah, so it would, like, solve world hunger, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, and then that, yeah, that was a scene that my daughter, she, that was, like, the last straw for her. She's like, I can't. I'm done with this. Because Violet was, like, blowing up, like, a, I mean, well, like, a big, that was, like, a huge blueberry. <laughs> Super huge blue, and then the idea that she would get juiced—it's like, oh. <laughs> ew! Like, I don't think she got to that part, my daughter. But oh, like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, isn't it like gross? <laughs> yeah, really. Anyway. Yeah, thinking too hard about the logistics of anything is a little. <laughs> I know. Uh, let's see. And then what comes next? What other food have we got? Oh, the marshmallow pillows. And Which sounds sticky. Yeah. Eatable marshmallow pillows. And then the lickable wallpaper for nurseries. Yeah. The fruit. Then that's the snozberries, right? Snozberries? <laughs> I've heard of a snozberry. Don't interrupt. Ah. Oh. <laughs> You're mumbling again. (laughs) Hot ice creams for cold days. Extremely useful in the winter. Hot ice cream warms you up. Warms you up. No end in freezing weather. Uh, I also make hot ice cubes for putting in hot drinks. They make the drinks hotter. (laughs) That's smart. Somebody should invent that. Yeah. Cows that give chocolate milk. Ah, my pretty little cows cried Mr. Wonka. How I love those cows. Yeah. So he loves his cows. See, he wouldn't whip them. That's right. And then the fizzy lifting drink. Drinks. Yeah, which 
Which we know all about. Right. Which they do describe <laughs> from in the, the book. Yeah, pill. you drink them yeah. and you float up. Don't drink outdoors, people. Um, yeah, yeah, because... That becomes the whole scene in the movie. Yeah. It does say that what... What is it? One of his Oompa Loompas... Right! It's probably yeah, they're, they're up testing to the moon it. by now. Yeah, this yeah. is what he does with the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> Here, know, drink some of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you have to burp well... Or just get gas out of your body. <laughs> and, oh, and then the square candies that look round, which has they have their own chapter, little short chapter. Yes. <laughs> they're but, like, they're not round, they're square. But look, they I look know, round. I love that. Yeah, for Americans, it would you would need to put the little apostrophe right. before the R to denote that a letter is missing. <laughs> around. <laughs> That's too much of a clue to what he means. <laughs> I know. We'll talk more about that later. <laughs> um, and then the nuts, the walnuts, because squirrels yeah. can uh, can get the walnuts out whole. Yeah, so in the book, so. like, Veruca Salt, the most amazing character, she's now my favorite. Um, I didn't <laughs> like her as a child, but now I'm all about her. Um, yeah, so yeah, that was a good, she was a good, did a good, the actress did a really good oh, job. Oh, yeah, she's fantastic. Film. You know, yeah. she gets the song and everything. Um, yeah, so in the book, it's this, like, walnut room, you know, and, like, squirrels are opening the nuts, and they're the ones that, like, attack her and, you know, dump her in the garbage yeah. chute or whatever. But in the book, I think they made the very smart choice <laughs> to make it, you know, like, a, a golden goose room, you know, so she wants a golden egg. Oh yeah, in the seventy one film yeah. they did the So the they so yeah. did they keep it as squirrels for the two thousand five? Yes. Okay. So it was it was perfect like Ooh. exactly like the book. Yeah. Squirrels are creepy, down. man. They are like rats with fluffy <laughs> tails. I love squirrels. Oh, they creep me out. <laughs> I've always loved them ever since I was little yeah, I like to watch them when I was younger. Or at different places that I've lived, like <laughs> there have been squirrels that I can watch what they do and they're really funny especially if you have cats and watch cats interact with squirrels and so the squirrels will totally tell off the cats oh really that sounds aggressive and scary to me yeah so I totally so I could I could really see like if you had some trained squirrels and then they would all right hey guys yeah be aggressive to you right So yeah, in the 2005 film, they totally do the squirrels. Interesting. And they hold her down and tap her on the head to and see that she's... Yeah. Yeah, well, which that's, is that's, inter- Well, I like that for the 2005 one, but like, yeah, I don't know how they could have managed that in the 70s. Yeah, I think it was a yeah. smart choice not to do that. <laughs> Definitely. Well, but also, I mean, ever since I was little... The term bad egg. Right, yeah. It, has no, been, it made total sense. Yeah. Like, the geese, like bad seed and bad and, egg. And the geese that lays the golden egg, you know, so it, it yeah. worked on both counts. Yeah, so that was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, bad nut, I, like, maybe that's a term that is used in, in maybe more in Britain, but yeah. But yeah, bad egg, that was a good call for 71. Um, and then the talk about fish heads and other kind of garbage <laughs> that was at one time a meal for Mr. Wonka. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, the chocolate that, uh, the television chocolate, the chocolate that is teleported to That's the TV right. screen. That's right. It starts out giant, but when it, you know, 
zooms through the air in a million pieces. Yeah, it comes up a little small. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, I'm thinking of now, these days, we have huge TVs, or what if it was on a movie screen? That's right. <laughs> how are you going to work, how would, you gonna work that, Walker? Yeah. <laughs> and I think Mike TV got the, yeah, got the worst deal, because he, like, the other kids, well... I mean, Violet, she was physically changed, and she remained blue, I guess, but, like, he got stretched out <laughs> to, what, like, ten feet tall or something? Right! Yeah, yeah, they overstretched him. <laughs> well, I talk about breakfast cereal, Bre- and Willy Wonka says breakfast cereal is made of, like, pencil shavings, pretty much. <laughs> he does not, like, oh, that's the one we forgot, um... Uh, oh, it was in the same chapter as the square sweets that look round. Um, and that's one of the famous lines from the 71 film. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Butterscotch and butter gin. Right. That's, that's on a door. Now that sounds a bit more interesting, said Mr. Salt. Glorious stuff, said Mr. Wonka. The Oompa Loompas all adore it. It makes them tiddly. Listen, you can hear them in there now, whooping it up. Shrieks of laughter and snatches of singing came through the door. They're drunk as lords, said Mr. Wonka. <laughs> They're drinking butterscotch and soda, and they like that. They like that best of all. Butter gin and tonic is also very popular. So it's kind of so scotch and soda, and then gin and tonic, but they put the butter in front. So butter, butterscotch and soda. <laughs> that like if it's just butter, like not scotch, but like butterscotch and soda. That could be. That's what some people use for their butter beer recipes. For Harry Potter, mm, butterscotch, nice. butterscotch syrup and soda, um, but that's in the '71 film. That's when Gene Wilder says, "Candy's dandy, but liquor's quicker." <laughs> right. <laughs> that's a, that's that scene, but it's not in the book. All nice. right. So what did we make? What did we make? No. Nope. Is that a good time? We can start talking about that. No chocolate. <laughs> I'll tell you, we made no chocolate and very, know, and very little sweets. Yeah, like when we did chocolat <laughs> like a couple weeks ago, we did nothing but chocolate, you know, and now we're like, oh, yeah. we're done with this. Charlie in the <laughs> chocolate factory, we're going to make vegetables all the way. <laughs> all right. I so. know. Well, tell, tell us what you made. Oh, no, you, you go first. You go first. Are you sure? Okay. Well, so... My the first thing that came to my mind was the cabbage. <laughs> this is before I. Had, I had that um, in my mind because, like, as as horrible as they made it sound, like I was like wanting it as I read it. Yeah. So I love cabbage soup. <laughs> so, so I yeah. yeah. So I just made like a super simple cabbage soup. Um, like I. Whenever I have cabbage soup, it's not very often, but it's usually, uh, like when I make cabbage rolls and then the extra broth and extra cabbage I'll make into a soup. Um, but this was, but for this, I just made straight up basic cabbage soup. Um, and it's just so simple. It's just onion, cabbage, butter, of course, (laughs) and broth. I actually, um, used a little bit of fish broth or like, um, dashi stock, which is Japanese, but it's, uh, I used that and, and vegetable broth, but like you could just do straight vegetable. Broth. No, that sounds yummy. Um, and then salt and pepper, like so yeah, easy peasy. Yeah, simple. Yeah, and it was oh my gosh, so freaking delicious. <laughs> like, I know, but but like if you ate it 
twice a day, every oh, day. Oh, yeah, I might get tired of, of that. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. But, but right now, yeah, right now it sounds wonderful. But yeah, not. But isn't it really healthy too, though? Not, like, not very filling, so I got you, Charlie. But yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah, it does sound delicious. Yeah, and if you do throw in a sausage or something, it's. Yeah, no, it sounds like a simple, a simple yeah. like starter <laughs> or side dish to any meal. Definitely not a whole meal. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, I, a great, well, a great accompaniment. And my daughter loves it too. Yeah. She loves any kind of soup, but she like she likes it too. Um, but I but I did also did you I posted a little picture to Instagram. I don't know if you oh, saw no, it. Oh no, I didn't but, see it yet. Oh okay, okay. So I did let me break out my book again. So I did my interpretation of the square candies that look round. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, totally you did mention, them. like, we'll get to more about that later. I'm like, yeah. will we? Okay. <laughs> well, because I was thinking I would do the grass. Yeah. but Which I still would like to do, but that would have been okay, very so, involved, so I think. So put a pin in that, yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> I have so many pins. I know, right? <laughs> and many things. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. So... <laughs> So I love this scene. It's just really, yeah, that fun play on words. Um, so it says, uh, there were rows and rows of small white square-shaped candies. So it, in the version, so then the printed book I have, it's square candies that look round. But in the audiobook version I have, it's square sweets that look round. So they say, so maybe in the British version it's sweets, and in the American version they changed it to candy specifically. But I like square sweets better because the alliteration. Anyway, so square-shaped candies. The candies looked very much like square sugar lumps, except that each of them had a funny little pink face painted on one side. And yeah, Mr. Wonka, there you are, cried Mr. Wonka. Square candies that look round. They don't look round to me, said Mike TV. They look square, said Veruca Salt. They, they look completely square. But they are square, said Mr. Wonka. I never said they weren't. You said they were round. I never said anything of the sort. I said they looked round. But they don't look round. <laughs> they look square. They look round. They most certainly do not look round. Veruca, darling, pay no attention to Mr. Wonka. He's lying to you. Oh, here it is. My dear old fish, don't <laughs> roll your head. That's the one. Yeah. Excellent. My dear old, dare you my speak dear old to fish. Me. <laughs> yeah. How dare you speak to me like that? Oh, do shut up. <laughs> now watch this. <laughs> oh, do shut up. <laughs> he took a key from his pocket, unlocked the door, and flung it open. And suddenly, at the sound of the door opening, all the rows and rows of little square candies looked quickly around to see who was coming in. <laughs> the tiny faces actually turned toward the door and stared at Mr. Wonka. So, there we go. There you are. I love it. They're looking round. Yes, no need to explain himself. <laughs> but yeah, so I thought that was really fun. Um, and so, my uh, rendition of it, uh, I made marshmallow. I made homemade marshmallows and then, well, like a sheet or a Anyway, I cut them. I cut the homemade marshmallow into cubes, and then um, I wanted to have it like, how can I make them move? Um, and so I just put them on sticks. Uh, so they're basically like marshmallow pops, so that like if you're having a party or something, and then you can actually, because you're holding the stick, you can just like turn them. Oh. <laughs> 
you know, I mean, so so that's why that's I cute. thought the stick, I like the stick would be good because you can have them turn and look at people. Yeah. Um, mm. And and then I so I took the marshmallows, put them on a stick, and then um, coated them in white chocolate. Yeah. Uh, or white white candy melts because it says they're white. Um, and then I took a food color pen, a pink uh, food color pen marker, and drew on little faces. But like I made the eyes. Like the sideways sixes, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, so they're yeah. like looking off to the side. So they're all looking off to the side and they have like little smiles or whatever and little rosy cheeks. Like, oh, <laughs> they sound cute. So, yeah, yeah. So they were pretty easy. Um, so that was pretty simple. I mean, and you could also use um, a pink candy writer or like pink, uh, pink candy melt. Just some like really tiny like pipe it on, on the, as a face, but I just went and did the like super easy round. You did the marker, <laughs> the, the edible marker. But anyway, they're I think they're pretty cute. So um, yeah, it sounds cute. Yeah, I'll take pictures and um, yeah, I'm I am pretty pleased with that. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's what I did, and and it was nice. It was nice because um, it was pretty easy. Yeah, nice. So now tell us about what you made. Yes. Okay, well, I made uh, Violet Beauregard's three-course gum dinner, but no gum. <laughs> but I love it. Yeah, love I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to make the actual... It's the pleasure of eating. The actual <laughs> dinner. I'm like, okay, yeah. you know, Mr. Wonka, this is my favorite dinner. Please, trans, you know, translate this <laughs> into a gum. <laughs> yeah. That we can all eat. Yeah, and actually, like, what, what inspired me is, like, growing up, Violet was my favorite character, and I think that was because, like, there's nothing likable about her, but, like, I think there was such, like, a dearth of, like, female characters to like. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. okay, it's either her or Veruca Salt. And this time watching, I'm like, oh, man, I like Veruca Salt. Like, get it, girl. You know, I want it now. Yes! You know, so, like, I was all about her, but, like, you know, as a kid, I was like, no, you shouldn't be greedy, whatever. Yeah, I yeah. switched my tune. But anyway, like, you know, I, I was into her as a kid, and so I'm like, okay, I'm going to make her meal, because it was very memorable, her, you know, turning into a blueberry. Yeah, so I made the tomato soup, and the roast beef, and the blueberry pie, and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just it's like a little side note, like, my mother-in-law is living with us right now. And so, um, she has diabetes, so, like, as a family, like, the last couple weeks, we really tried to, like, start eating low-carb and stuff, um, so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make this really good for her, so I made, like, a tomato soup and roast beef, that's good, and then the blueberry pie I made with, like, an almond crust, an almond flour crust, Mm. and, like, a lightly sweetened blueberry, and I made little mini pies, too, like, I made them in a muffin tin. Yeah. Yeah. That's so perfect. Yeah, so they turned out so cute. And, like, the roast, I made just, like, a basic roast. I've actually never cooked one before. Like, I, I did the leg of lamb, you know, actually for our mm-hmm. our Twin Peaks episode. Um, so I was, like, a little bit familiar with doing, like, a huge chunk of meat in the oven. Um, so, yeah, I did that just, like, super basic. But, like, the best thing I made was this tomato soup. It was amazing. Mm. <laughs> And the way I made it, it, it was like a roasted tomato soup. So, yeah. so I roasted the tomatoes. That sounds awesome. Yeah, like I just cut like Roma tomatoes into like thick chunks and like roasted them for a long time, like an hour and a half. Um, like flipping them a couple times. And so they had like a really nice roasty flavor. 
And then, like, there's basically nothing in this soup. There's, like, a little bit of onion. Um, I roasted a clove of garlic, so there's a bunch of roasted garlic. Um, these, like, roasted tomatoes, and then just chicken broth. And my chicken broth was really nice because I made it, um, it was, like, homemade because I made it from, like, some rotisserie chicken bones or whatever. Mm. So it was, like, a really nice flavorful broth. Um, and that's it. It was like a super basic soup, but it was delicious. You know, so we had this tomato soup and then the roast and then like cute little blueberry pies. <laughs> oh, it just sounds like I'm just and they, imagining they, they did, it. It's just they so, did mention a baked so potato like both in the book and then the movie. Oh, with the roast. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, that's not fitting our like low carb lifestyle right now. <laughs> so I just yeah. left it out. Yeah, but yeah, everything turned out optional potatoes. Yeah, so like the, the roast was good and the, the blueberry pies were like, you know, they were actually like, you know, I, I've never used um, almond flour for a pie crust before. Like, mm-hmm. I've made cookies out of them before, but, like, this was my first pie crust, and it was pretty decent. Um, yeah, so I was happy with those. But, yeah, the soup was awesome. Mm. Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll make that again. Yeah, that sounds so good. <laughs> yeah, so that's Violet's dinner. Yeah, don't get hung up on the blueberries. <laughs> Yeah, did you did that work out okay? Yeah, it was fine. I've eaten. Did you perfect? I've eaten several. So far, so good. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, things are going well. So, um, so recipe wise and food wise for this, uh, it's really cool that uh, on Roll Doll's uh, official website, uh, they actually have some recipes uh, because. There are a couple of official recipe books for Roald Dahl. There's Revolting Recipes, even more Revolting Recipes, <laughs> and Completely Revolting Recipes. And then there's one that's simply titled Roald Dahl's Cookbook. <laughs> but, Let's yeah, but it's recipes. <laughs> yeah, recipes inspired by his books. Um, and then, that sounds but then so they great. also I'm have, have to, some. I'm gonna have to check these out, yeah, because I, yeah. yeah, I vaguely remember hearing about this in the past, but then you mentioned them right before this. I'm like, oh my gosh, why didn't I look at this up? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. sounds awesome. So on the website, they actually do have they have Whipple Scrumptious Fudge Mellow Delight, but it's a sauce for to put over ice Ooh. cream, so it's not a chocolate bar. Um, but then they have the liquid chocolate mixed by waterfall so they so it's cool that they have uh several yeah um, recipes there yeah and then there is a rolled doll museum and they have a cafe and they have an oompa loompa selection and they have a fizzy lifting drink section so that's pretty cool (laughs) that um let's see uh it's it's in the UK, of course. Right. <laughs> um, uh, no, I can't. I can't find where it is. Anyway, but there is a an official Royal Doll Museum, which is cool. Someday, maybe. Yeah, it sounds fun. Look at there. Um, and then, speaking of other recipes, we someone we have mentioned many times or several times oh, on, right. <laughs> in our podcast episodes. Brighton Taylor, and her blog is foodandliterature.com. Oh my gosh, she has done an incredible series of recipes for Willy Wonka and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yes. And like actually quite recently she put, she put up a video with the, um, mm-hmm. with the chocolate waterfall. Which looks awesome. Yeah. And then she made an actual stick of gum with that meal. 
Yeah, she which did is quite the, awesome. She did like flavor, different yeah. flavored, um, yeah, and like made different flavors of gum and made a made a stick of gum, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and she's made packaging for some of the foods that she's made, like uh, like wrappers. Yeah, and, and the special packaging is that super, you can download. Yeah, super cute. That's ha- yeah. that's half the fun sometimes. That has like marshmallow in it, um, and what else does it have in it? Because I've seen another um, recipe on another site that was, you know, I mean, somewhat similar, but um, but see, Brighton Brighton Taylor, she did peanut butter fudge in it, uh, and the other site they put like some caramel inside, and so it's it's just cool to see uh, how people do things differently. Um, but yeah, so she has some, a couple of videos for Willy Wonka Foods, um, but then she has many, uh, you know, posts, written posts that you can see. Yeah. There we are. Alrighty. And we're done. <laughs> talked about as well as our recipes on our our uh, website at fictionkitchenpodcast.com yep and we're on twitter at fkpod and we're also on facebook instagram and tumblr as fiction kitchen podcast so thanks so much for listening we'll catch you next time bye I really want I totally forgot at the very beginning I wanted to say so much time and so little to do wait scratch that reverse it